This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Diarrhea is defined as having stools that occur more than three times a day and are looser than usual. Specifically, 200 grams in 24 hours is considered diagnostic. But as you can imagine, trying to measure the weight of stools in everyone referring diarrhea would be a mess. Literally. So first off, the causes of diarrhea. We can divide them into acute and chronic causes for a start. Acute diarrhea is defined as lasting less than four weeks and is often caused by infections that are usually either viral or toxin-mediated. Typically, they will resolve spontaneously. Chronic cases, i.e. cases lasting more than four weeks, need to be divided into either organic or functional causes, and the difference between them is that organic causes can be detected or quantified through testing, while functional causes cannot. Examples of organic causes include celiac disease, inflammatory bowel disease like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. We can also have bacterial and parasitic infections, pancreatic insufficiency, and of course intestinal neoplasms. On the other hand, functional causes of chronic diarrhea include irritable bowel syndrome, lactose intolerance, food allergy, and abuse of drugs or alcohol. How then can we begin to narrow down the causes when we encounter a patient with diarrhea? Let's first tackle how to distinguish functional from organic diarrhea. Firstly, the duration of organic ranges between weeks and years, while functional is over six months. Secondly, the volume of organic diarrhea is usually larger than in functional. Next, we look for the presence or absence of blood. Functional will never have blood while organic often does. We can also ask about the timing. Organic doesn't have any specific pattern, but may wake the patient up at night, while functional is usually in the morning and will not wake the patient up. This is also closely tied to stress, where organic diarrhea doesn't have much association to stress, but functional diarrhea often coincides with We take this few seconds off to inform you our valued loyal listener about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least weekly health and fitness corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. 
It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. Stress. Extra symptoms like fever, arthritis, and skin lesions are often seen in organic causes, but not commonly seen in functional causes. The last two are weight loss and a cramping pain. Organic usually has weight loss, while functional only has it alongside anorexia, and cramping pain is usually present in an organic cause, but not as frequently seen in a functional cause, although it is there often. After making the distinction between organic and functional, you want to evaluate whether it's a small or large bowel problem. Small bowel-related diarrhea usually has a higher volume and a lower frequency, and is often yellow or even grey in colour. Large bowel-related diarrhea, instead, often is very frequent with a low volume, and much more frequently features blood and mucus. After addressing these two questions, you would then look at doing a follow-up based on your findings, including potential esophagoduodenoscopy or colonoscopy and biopsies. So that's it for the clinical side of things, but it's worth knowing about the different types of diarrhea based on the pathophysiology. First off, we have osmotic diarrhea, where there is an increased concentration of osmotically active solutes in the lumen, and so water remains in the lumen. Here, the causes are malabsorptive diseases like celiac disease or things like osmotic laxatives. Interestingly, the symptoms will resolve if the patient fasts. The osmotic gap here is often greater than 100 milliosmoles per kilo. Next is secretory diarrhea, where we have active secretion of water and electrolytes into the lumen via activation of adenylyl or guanylyl cyclase. Usually, this type is caused by bacterial endotoxins, such as with E. coli and cholera. Here, there is no response to fasting and no osmotic gap. Third is exudative diarrhea, resulting from extended inflammatory damage to the intestinal mucosa. It may often feature blood and mucus, and it will not respond to fasting. Lastly, we have diarrhea of altered motility, where we have an increase in peristalsis and therefore less time for reabsorption. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.